Welcome back to Next Scene Podcast, the podcast taking on pop culture one scene at a time. I'm your host, Sean. And I'm your other host, Brian. And we are back to wrap up our coverage of The Muppet Christmas Carol. This is part eight. We're in the final section going from about 71 minutes, 44 seconds to the end of the credits. It's uh, It all happened. The, the spirits did it all in one night. We start with the return of Dickens and Rizzo, as well as the return of Scrooge to his bedchamber. And like I said, we go all the way through through the end credits. So this is this is it. This is it. It's been a journey. I gotta say, it's been a journey. Yeah. So how are how are you feeling? This is uh, like you said, this has been a journey. I know you've been. There's been some ups and downs. Some sections <laughs> of the film you thought were uh, maybe a little bit better than others, but now that you've seen you've seen the whole thing, you've been through it beginning to end what do you think well i have elevated this movie above what i had it at i i think this is probably i said i would do rankings Mm -hmm. i am still holding bill murray scrooge a slight hair in front of this this um retelling of our classic christmas story okay interesting yes i i you know what but that i i maybe it's the dark side in me i you know it's just it's more to my sensibilities the the bill murray scrooge <laughs> this was this was good i did not really see it before we started this journey uh having seen it having gone through it now each section uh, i do like it i think it's i think it's good i just it's just not my favorite that's that's all i could really say okay all right Fair enough. This is um, now. I would put this above Scrooged. Okay, so but, this is above it, right? Yeah, for for me, I mean, that's I'm you know I, I love Bill Murray. His portrayal is great. Um, that's you know that that's that's one of my one of my favorite uh, tellings mm-hmm. of the Christmas Carol story. But I would put this above it. I think, yeah, you, you I know, think, I think. The, the Muppets and the music, I think those things, you know, those aspects really elevate it. Having, um, having Gonzo and Rizzo kind of there as the narrator, Gonzo as Charles Dickens, um, you know, just the little things that kind of give it the edge on, mm-hmm. on my list. You know, I was thinking about this before we were recording, and I wonder if we, when the movie was first seen or how it was implemented into the into the the listeners that all our guests lives that if if i had seen this as as we've talked about it pretty much passed me by as a kid Mm -hmm. if i had seen this around the time it was out a few years later if that would really have a different if i'd have a different opinion on this from Mm -hmm. that you know because like i said i i saw this movie a few months ago for the for the first time right yeah well maybe we'll revisit in you know, 15, 20 years to see exactly. the growth on you. Cause I don't re- really remember this from first release. I kind of got into it that it was, you know, part of Kat's family's tradition. Okay. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I, now I'd grown up with the Muppets. So it, I had that going, you know, from the first viewing, I'm like, Oh, this is Muppets. This is fun. I like that aspect to it. But as, as a Christmas movie, it took watching it, you know, having it part of, uh, her family's tradition and watching it every year that it kind of grew on me. So maybe it'll grow on you the same way. And I will say that, and and on a similar topic of if you see things for the first time later versus things you've grown up with, uh, this is one of the things that has raised this film 
in my estimation and kind of my ranking of of movies and Christmas movies is watching some of the other specials that some of our guests have mentioned not necessarily movies, but um, I'm thinking of a, a couple TV specials that I watched recently. And one was the uh, Mr. Magoo's A Christmas Carol, mm-hmm. um, which, uh, which Abby, our, our guest Abby said, she actually thought the music was better and the songs she preferred the Mr. Magoo uh, songs. And I, you know, I was like, eh, it's okay. Yeah, right. There were a couple catchy songs. I mean, there, there there were some good songs. It was good music. I didn't think it was better than this. Uh, you know, right. I think I think in comparison, I think it made the Muppet version look even better than. Oh, wow. okay. You know, I I thought the I thought the Mr. Magoo special was kind of very average. Was very meh for me. Mm-hmm. But again, that's I just saw it for the first time. Whereas you. If you saw it as a child or if it became part of an annual tradition, if you watch it every year, do you kind of does it get more comfortable? Do you grow into it? Does it grow in your estimation the way, right? Um, you know, this did for me? I don't know. See, that's an interesting topic. We'll, we'll have to we'll have to investigate this more. Yeah, because yeah. I do wonder if the, if it would have a big difference. Well, but for you, it really didn't. You did see it a little bit later on than mm-hmm. when you were kid and and this is what made it great right was yeah. so so who knows we'll have to we'll have to say i i will say uh the robert zemeckis christmas carol is terrible with jim carrey in the motion mm-hmm. cap so I, I listen there's a lot there's a lot of these stories out there this is definitely one of the best ones even if i don't fully okay. love it you can't deny this is one of mm-hmm. the best tellings of it right and that's all we ask like it this doesn't have to be your favorite film of all time but right if you accept that it is, it, you know, it's above average. It's towards the oh, top. Yes, hundred percent. That's all we're trying to say. Yeah, and that's yeah. it. And, I, and you yeah. know what? And I gotta say, hot take. This scene, the, the this last part of the movie, I didn't care. I, it was just okay. Like I, I like the transformation, the, the 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 spirits, the beginning. This okay. He's good now. We, I've seen it. It's all right. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So there was any anything what in particular didn't you like or didn't you know didn't I, strike your fancy? I just I, it was not that I didn't like anything. It was just that okay, he wakes up, he's yeah, obviously, you know, he's changed and he's he's going around. I will say it was pretty funny with Miss Piggy and the donation. <laughs> Those are funny scenes. I do like that. But to me it's just like, all right, he's good now. Here he's just gonna go through all his 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 good deeds. He's gonna he's gonna do the donation. He's you know cratch it. It's here's a raise for you. I just thought it was okay. This standard. Hmm. Okay. That, that's that's really. It's not that I didn't like it to be like wow this is a bad section or bad movie. I was just okay. It's it's what I expected. Okay. See, I really like. I think this is a really good ending. Oh. I, I, and I like well, I like this song. The and and this is another sort of extra bonus. We kind of get a song and a half. We've got uh, "Thankful Heart," which is the song that Scrooge sings as he's going around town and distribute, you know, buying things and distributing presents, and then going on to to the Cratchits. And then at the very end, we have the as we've talked about, we have the reprise of uh, "Love Is Lost," and now mm-hmm. it comes back, or when love is gone. And now it comes back as the love we found. So we've got like just a little reprise of that. Um, so kind of a song and a half. But I like, I like Thankful Heart. It's kind of a jaunty little 
you know, it's a traveling song. It's him traveling about town to different shops and buying, you know, buying presents and buying foodstuffs for the feast that he's going to bring over to the Cratchit's household. And it's kind of like a, it's like, instead of a montage, like this could be a, just a montage showing him do all these things, but then they bring all the different scenes together throughout the song. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was a nice way to end it. And then also the song itself, I thought was, you know, it's kind of a, you know, it's an upbeat, happy kind of tune. Mm-hmm. So I like that bits. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I like the ending. I think it ends on a good note. I, you know, I, I feel good uh, kind of closing out when we, we right. hit the credits. I feel like I've been on a good journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is a feel good. It definitely feel good. I, like I said, I don't, it's not that I disliked it. It's just, okay, here's what he's doing. He's good. And he's, and he's going now and he's going to show everybody what, how he's changed. And, and it's funny mm-hmm. and all that. And he, get, you know, like I mentioned, Cratchit gets the raise and you know, it's a very funny scene, but it's just kind of like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, this I point it, right. We kind of, if you know the story. Right. Which obviously we probably nobody in this world that doesn't. <laughs> which, yeah. Which, which almost everyone, even if they haven't seen this particular version of right, it before, right. there's no, there's no shocking twist. You know, it, <laughs> right, it's, right. it's kind of pretty much by rote. When you go into a Christmas carol, you know, at this point, uh, you know, Scrooge is going to be what, what he's going to wake up. He's going to be astounded. Oh, it's Christmas Day. Everything. The, the spirits did all their work in time. And then he's going to like find some poor unsuspecting child and send him off to uh, to fetch the prize turkey or the, the prize goose held, holding hanging in the butcher shop. Um, you know, all those all those things are going to be, uh, mm-hmm. you know. They're kind of they come with the territory, right, right, right. So there's no no surprises there, which is fine. This is not, um, yeah, yes. I mean, there's no twist. Like you don't want a twist when you yeah, get to the end of Christmas no, Carol. This is not this right, is this not an M Night joint. You know, there's right, no twist right, at the right, end right. of this. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No. I'm. Mean, I. Yeah. No twist. Obviously. Um. Yeah. I just thought it was your standard ending. Yeah, but then you throw in the music and the Muppets, which yeah. makes it all better. Everything's better with Muppets. <laughs> Everything's better with Muppets. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it another next year. I am gonna watch it again. Yeah, I think you know it takes some time to age and grow on you, so we could maybe revisit it, right? And like kind of redo our rankings to see how things age and exactly. Progress. And I'm gonna I'm gonna see after we've because we've done this, so we were we were involved with. Digging in and diving into the movie, so next year I'm just gonna watch it and just see how it how it flows over me. Mm-hmm. So, what's any any candidates? I mean, I'm not gonna pin you down. We don't have to make any decision or official official announcement at this point. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, any thoughts? What's on the list for next year for the next mm-hmm. holiday special? That's an interesting question. I think we can go a number of different ways. Mm-hmm. I was thinking possibly a little bit off the board as a possibility of what people might consider a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, I, I, this is a movie actually you and I have seen together. I think we were alone. The ice harvest, Harold Ramis. Yes. Comedian director extraordinaire. Yes. You know, that's very off the board, but could be an interesting discussion. I like it. That's not where I thought you were going to go, but I like it. That's right. Now, now, where where did you think I was going? I'm thinking like the ref. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. I know. I had mentioned that the ref is possible. That ref's a great movie. 
shout out to Robert Black. He put up a, a great post about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you should go read that. Yeah. And ref's a good show. Ref, ref is great. We'll have to see if how that will fit into uh, to our canon. Yeah, how we'd break it down. But uh, but Ice Harvest, that's kind of really out of left field. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's a that's a really interesting film, and I enjoy that. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, it's not on many people's radars, mm-hmm. but it's a pretty good, again, very, it's Christmassy, but it's not, you know, it's not your typical feel good Christmas story. Right now. See that one that we'd get, I think we'd get some pushback. I think there'd be some controversy over people not, you know, not calling that or not accepting that as a Christmas movie. They might say, well, it happens around Christmas time, but not not a Christmas movie. I'm not saying that. I'm right. I'm I'm good. Yeah, Christmas movie all the way. I'm fine. I'm oh, just that, saying maybe you know, some other some guests might take exception. So you know, well yeah. maybe maybe more of the reason to do it. Maybe we should get on a couple people that disagree with us and we'll see how we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Now some of this there's, there's, there's some rumblings. Uh one of the one of the names I've heard discussed is Home Alone 2, that we go back to that. And ah. I think, yeah, but that's a little, you know, we did the Home Alone. I think that's a little, you know, kind of expected that mm-hmm. we just go back and, and then do the sequel. Well, if you want to go on, unexpected Home Alone 3. <laughs> <laughs> or Home Alone 4. Or, yeah, 4. Yeah, 4. No, no, 4 is pushing it. I would, yeah, I wouldn't, yeah. I'm trying to remember, I, I blocked out a lot of Home Alone three because it's not good, right? But Home Alone four, where they go back to they go back to the McAllisters, but it's all recast, so you don't. It's not Macaulay Culkin as Kevin, not Catherine O'Hara as as Kate. Uh-huh. You know, like the different mom and dad, and, and it's and really bad. Oh, it's so bad. Wow. Okay. <laughs> but I think I, for me, it was like so bad it was fun kind of thing right right you know have you have you seen home alone for i have not i have not maybe i should watch that yeah now i read something i don't or, or somebody said i don't know if they were being serious it's hard to sometimes it's hard to d- detect sarcasm online someone said it was actually it was a it was meant to be it was going to be a pilot for like a home alone series mm-hmm. but i'm like how do you was it like it, how do you <laughs> How is it a, make that was a it a reboot? Like what they were the same, like there was a Kevin McAllister character? It's no, it's a sequel. It's not a reboot per se. So it's it's the McAllisters, there's Kevin, there's Buzz. Ah. Parents are are Peter and Kate. And what it is, it's uh they're divorced. So okay. the McAllister parents are divorced. I'm trying to think how they set up. So they have like a it, and it's early 2000s, so it's it's this is way after the original and even the sequel were made and Kevin goes off to spend Christmas with his father and the father's new girlfriend, or I guess fiance, they just announced they're going to be married. He goes to spend Christmas with the father and uh, the new wife. And that explains like that gets him out of the house, why he's not with his mother and, and his brothers and sisters. And then the the new wife is like this, like kind of gold digger socialite, um, you know, social climber type thing. And then they've got this big fancy party on Christmas Eve that they go out to. And that explains wh- how Kevin, why Kevin is alone on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. That like, so he's at the father's house and then the father and the new and the new wife go out to a party and he's left home alone. And then they bring back um, Harry 
It's the Daniel Stern character, but now it's played by Stuart French. Oof, instead, oof. Yeah, so they recast Daniel Stern's part, and instead of Joe Pesci, now he's got a girlfriend who he does capers with. Ooh, not good. It's, but I yeah, kind of want to watch it. <laughs> it. And it gets worse from there. It is, it is pretty bad. And I would say it's worth a watch just in terms of the like, so bad it's good. Right. I'm going to, I am going to. If I was going to go back to, you know, revisit Home Alone, I would, yeah, I would say jump to three or four. I wouldn't do two. Maybe we, maybe we can do a, a couple <laughs> episodes and do three and four. Yeah. Three is not that bad. I haven't seen, and there's, there's a five oh, boy. that I haven't seen yet. I, they don't call it Home Alone 5. It's like Home Alone Holiday Heist or something. They get into like the American Pie naming convention where they just okay. give it like subtitles. Okay. Let me see if I can. Um, but Home Alone 4 sounds interesting. Yeah. Home Alone, the Holiday Heist from 2012. And I think this goes back to back to like Home Alone 3, where it's not the McAllisters. It's not Kevin. It's mm-hmm. a whole new people. It's like a whole new kid that somehow gets left mm-hmm. Home Alone somehow. Okay. But uh, yeah. Yeah. So maybe, yeah, maybe we do that. Maybe we, 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 um, we go in some of these other like non- non-caniacal home alones like right. some of the ones that are not with macaulay culkin in the original cast right but no i like your idea of going yeah kind of doing something different mm-hmm. ice harvest so yeah listeners if you haven't seen ice harvest check it out maybe we'll cover it next year so you've got you've got 12 months to uh to that's check right. it out that's right yeah so let's getting back to uh, getting back to to this film to muppet christmas carol this year so there are a couple things there are a couple little things in in this that I liked, and one of the things I've been I kind of brought up a couple times is like how how real are Dickens and Rizzo? Like, are they a spirit or are they physical? Like in the world, and we get some direct interaction. We get well, one we get for Christmas morning, Scrooge throws open his windows and they got knocked off the windowsill again. I think that's like the third or fourth time. Yes, that yes. that's happened. That's like a running gag. But then when uh, Bean Bunny runs off with Scrooge's money, he knocks into Dickens and, and Rizzo and kind of, what does he say? He's like, sorry or something. Right. Um, so like, like he, like he, he, he can feel them and he can see them. They're real in the world, at least at that point. Mm-hmm. In the present. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I, I mean, I guess, I guess it's not, I, I feel like they are there. I mean, do you have a, mm-hmm. uh, a take on that? The, the, the only thing that like, the only thing that made me wonder, or one of the things that made me wonder is that they can travel with the spirits, that they were able to travel to the past and, and see different things in the present. Now, with the when they go to the past, when they first leave, like Rizzo has like a gappling hook that he, he, he attaches them to uh, Scrooge so they can go along. And that spirit had said, because mm-hmm. at that point, Scrooge even says like, I can't go with you. And then she's like, well, if you touch me, you know, you hold on to my garment, you touch me, I can take you with, with me, you know, as we travel through time. So they're in contact and maybe they travel the same way through Scrooge does, but they don't really explain like the other, like how they can travel, like in Christmas present, they travel to the, the Cratchit household that night and all this other stuff. So they do, you know, so that was just my question of they're traveling kind of like the way a spirit is. Mm-hmm. So are they real, you know, in that 
to like Scrooge and the people in that world. And here we see there is some interaction that implies they are there and that people can see them and, and hear them when they're not, you know, when they're not doing their spirit traveling thing. Right, right. Maybe I'm overthinking it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, you know, just yeah, what we do okay. here. It's kind yeah, of our, not, it's our mandate. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's, uh, listen, I mean, just to recap, uh, us wrapping up here with this movie, it, I think it looks amazing. I've said it every time. I mean, it looks it looks great. The the sets, the design, yeah. the costumes, as we talked about in previous episodes, mm-hmm. looks great. Yeah, and particularly like this part because it is it's Christmas Day. We're out of you know the um, the Tim Burton right. feel of the scenes. We're in daylight. It's very bright. We can kind and, of see these costumes, and and I like them both. I like both both ways. Yeah, Burton no. and this way. Yeah, certainly it's it's kind of creepy and foreboding and there's atmosphere when you, you know, when it's appropriate for those scenes. And then this is supposed to be a lighter, happier, brighter uh, part of the film. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the, the visuals reflect that. Mm-hmm. And it's nice. We see that the layers and the textures and and everything. So it's nice. I did a little um, I did a little digging in. So when going back to we're talking about Bean Bunny running off to fetch the prize turkey for Scrooge. Uh, Scrooge says he's going to pay, is going to give Bean, well, first he says one shilling, and then he's like, no, no, five shillings to get the prize turkey. And uh, I'm sure like our, our listeners in the UK will be calling in or, or emailing in with corrections. But my research indicates that there's uh, 20 shillings to a pound, and one pound in 1840 would be worth about 71 pounds today. So, um, so five shillings in Charles Dickens' time, or around the time when this was released, would be worth about. So five shillings would be about eighteen pounds today, or about twenty four dollars. So I figured that's about the equivalent of, like, first he says, "Oh, I'll give you five dollars to go get the turkey," and then he says, "No, I'll I'll give you twenty. So I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. That sounds about right. It's not a you know ridiculously high amount or ridiculously low. Right. If someone you know if it was a quick, um, you know, assuming that the butcher shop is right around the corner, he's not driving for an hour or anything for like a quick little um, task to give someone to be like, hey, I'll give you twenty bucks to do this. I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, that that sounds like a reasonable amount. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think so. <laughs> yeah. Um, just uh, and there's some some cute other little touches to this bit. Uh, like particularly, and one of the things um, that Brian Henson talks about in the commentary when they were doing uh, the scene, uh, talking about the, the song that Scrooge is singing, the the thankful heart, and the the kind of the montage of the different places he goes to. And one of them is he visits his shop and uh, the the Scrooge and Marley offices, and he places little uh, little buckets of coal for his bookkeepers. And the children watching were confused. They were making comments like, why? Like, he's good now. Why? And we think these days it's if you're bad, you'll get a lump of coal in your stocking. You know, that's what the bad children get from Santa Claus. Right. So kids watching this were confused. Like, if if Scrooge is nice now, shouldn't he be giving his, his bookkeepers like a nice gift? Why is he giving them coal? <laughs> but you got to think in, in these times, it'd be like, well, coal was a great gift. Coal would be heat you know, keep you warm. And I don't know if you can cook over cold, you know, coal versus wood, but like, so yeah, in this context, getting coal is a good thing. 
right. versus maybe confusing for children these days who yes for sure probably don't want coal no, no. as a gift yeah i would think coal would be a bad gift yeah so that's maybe like one thing that like younger children may need explained to them that's <laughs> it you know he's scrooge is nice he's doing you know He's and how it. how funny is the Miss Piggy interaction? I think that's oh. the, so that I think is probably the best thing about this section. It's just so funny <laughs> when they're outside and he's yelling and it's <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, it, 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 Scrooge is like, I'm I'm about to raise your salary and yeah. I'm about to raise you off the pavement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's a that is great. That's a yeah. I mean, it, the the Miss Piggy Emily Cratchit. It's not a huge part. She does get some good lines, though. Yes, for that's, sure. That's good. Yeah, and so that's that's your favorite part of of this, uh, of this section. Yes, yeah, I would say so. Okay, it's funny. Yeah, it is good. I mean, I it's, it's a nice listen. It's a great story. It, it is nice. He's he's he found Christmas. I mean, it's just it, it's a good mm-hmm. story. It's a, something good to carry along with you. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. You know, kind of ends on a warm note. It's it's right. the the whole family, the Cratchits and Scrooge and everyone, mm-hmm. kind of like the whole town. I think everyone we've seen the whole film almost is is gathered around this table singing, either mm-hmm. in the ta- you know around the table or outside the home, um, around Cratchit singing. Um, you know, kind of singing us off with that final song. Um, mm-hmm. I forget who it was. One of our guests mentioned, and I confirm this that so not everyone is around this table. So Fred is there. Uh, but Clara is not Fred's oh. wife. It's it's weird because she shows up earlier when Scrooge is going around and handing out gifts. He shows up at the Fred household and he gives them a gift. And and then like Clara is, is smiling. She's very happy. And Fred is not smiling at all. Like he's just confused. Like what is going on <laughs> with my uncle here? He's completely lost his rocker. But then when we get to the very end, there's Fred sitting at the Cratchit table, enjoying the meal with everyone. No Clara. I don't know. Maybe like is Clara in the kitchen. She's like fixing all, you know, she's mm. fixing dinner. She doesn't get a seat at the table. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, this is. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that was, I laugh at that. I thought that's kind of weird when uh, like Scrooge shows up with this giant raw Turkey and all this stuff. And he's like, he, what does he say? He's like inviting Cratchit to dinner. But it's like, okay, I'm going to invite you to dinner that's going to be at your house and you're going to have to cook or your wife's going to have to cook. Like you're preparing everything. It's going to be around your table. It's in your home. You're going to have to host this whole thing. But Scrooge is kind of like taking credit for it. Like he's the host. Like he's doing all this. Right. And a turkey's not (laughs) easy. It takes hours. Yeah. I mean, it's a a good looking turkey. You look at the the bird on the table there and and my mouth kind of waters um <laughs> you know it certainly looks good but yeah i mean that would probably take and i don't know if, you know with the cooking technology of the time is it even longer like these days it, that's like a four-hour job that's unless four uh, hour, that's a four-hour in, in a brand new samsung let alone yeah. uh, let alone what they're using yeah i mean unless they they do unless they do like the fryer unless they fry it ah you know, that'll be fast let's have a digression here for a moment Mm-hmm. Frying a turkey. Have you? I don't think you've ever done it, but I would love to do it. What is your thoughts on that? Yeah, I would. I would love to try it. I've done. A, I've done a few different things. I enjoy a good turkey, and I, I'll just say, like, 
I like turkey. A lot of people are like, nah, not yes. their favorite bird. They think, yo, it's it's you know, it's it's the the sides, the stuffing, whatever you put around it, but the turkey itself. I'm like, I'm I'm in for the turkey. Well, another I'm shout out to to uh to our father. He does not like turkey. Yeah. He huh. gets the steak. He he'll get steak on Thanksgiving. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I like the turkey. I've done a few different things. Um I would be interesting because I've I've I don't know I've I've ate I haven't even eaten a fried turkey. Um, I would love to do it. I, I hear it it is you know a little bit hard to do, but maybe it's something we need to do one year. Well, you do it. And you let me know how it works out. <laughs> well, the, I mean the thing that's holding me back is that that there's equipment involved. You know, you need mm. the like a big. I, I have a. Like I have a big bucket that I can fill with oil and put a turkey in it. Then how do you heat it up? And they tell you like, it's something you should do outside in case the oil spills over and you got to make sure the the oil or make sure the turkey is completely thawed um, and dry. Cause when the water hits the hot oil, it's going to instantly evaporate and splatter that there's, yeah, there's logistics involved, Mm -hmm. but uh, maybe it's, maybe it's worth a try. Now, do you, do you cook turkey? Have you cooked a turkey? Yes. And what's um, your, do you have a method? How do, what do you, yeah, how do you prepare I, your turkey? I, you know what? It's very basic. It's just mm-hmm. the normal preparation. Um, we did do like a um, butter coating last year. Mm, uh, yes. yeah. It was pretty good, but no, nothing really crazy. I have not gotten into the creation of the turkey. Yeah. So turkeys are rough. There's a lot of different things. There are a lot of different ways you could do it. There's a couple considerations. One is different parts need to reach different temperatures. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's the, you know, the breast, the white meat versus the dark meat and the thighs and the legs. Um, Mm -hmm. And then there's what, what do you do to get a nice crisp skin? Yes. Um, What I did this year for the first, and I, I experimented, there's a lot of different things to say, like, do you, you tent it, you know, cover it with foil or, or uncover it. Um, There was a couple of years that the big thing, kind of the latest trend, and this is, kind of early 2000s the trend in turkey cooking was you would turn the cook turn the turkey while you cooked it so the traditional method is you have it on a rack over a pan breast side up and the problem there is the breast cooks faster than the underside than the dark meat and you end up to get the dark meat done a lot of times you'd have the breast overcooked and it becomes dry mm-hmm. so then the thing was well you turn it over to start you cook it um well, actually, the, the the directions I had say, cook it on one side for a half hour, then you flip it, you cook it on the other side for a half hour, then turn it upside down so it's breast side down and the legs are up, and cook it that way for 45 minutes, and then you flip it and you finish it breast side up. to, to And that way, the dark meat gets cooked a little bit faster and reaches mm-hmm. the higher temperature without drying out the, the breast meat. And that's just a hassle. Yeah. It's because it, at this point you're talking about it's it's a hot turkey. It's been in the oven. You got to open the oven, take it out, try to flip it without burning yourself, put it back in. It's a lot of work. So I I wouldn't recommend trying that. I mean, it did it did get an evenly cooked bird. It did a good job, but it was it was too much work. Um, what I did this year would probably will continue to go going forward is just do like a partial deboning. Mm-hmm. Now there's there's spatchcocking, which is uh, you just take shears and you cut out the the backbone. You cut the spine out of the turkey and then you can lay it flat mm-hmm. on a tray. 
and and bake it that way. What I did is a little bit different is a partial deboning where like pull the breast meat off of the ribs. So we pull so the you have so you get a boneless breast. You you tear out the um the breast meat and the backbone or the the breast bones, the ribs and the backbones kind of separate that out. Um, I didn't do the full deboning. I left like the wings and the leg bones and the thigh bones in, but remove the bones from the main body. And again, so then I can cook it flat. I can put it flat on the tray. I can give it a little spice rub um, with a little bit of oil so it'll crisp up and, and cook it that way. And that got a nice even cook, um, a nice moist breast. It didn't get overcooked and everything like hit the right temperature just at the right time. So it's a, a little more work in preparation to to do that deboning, but that worked out really well. Now, when you do that, you don't have the presentation here like you see in the film. You don't have the bird, you know, there as, as like a centerpiece on the table. But I would never do that anyway because mm-hmm. uh, I it's just carving the uh, you know carving the turkey at the table like that. It's kind of like something you see in movies, but I'd say I you know carve it onto a tray in the kitchen and then just bring the tray out. Mm-hmm. to the table is the way I do it. Very good. Well, yeah. that's the turkey lesson. That's <laughs> been, uh, it's been uh, our turkey talk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, but it's, you know, it's constantly evolving. There's yeah. New. I, I mean, I think that's a relatively new thing that this kind of like, and we're talking for, for listeners that don't know, we're not talking like fried chicken where there's like a crispy outside, you know, that kind of where, you know, not that kind of fried turkey where it's, but we're talking about where they take, the whole turkey and just submerge it in hot oil. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be really like one of the, one of the advantages is it's really fast that the hot oil seeps in and it cooks in very quickly. So yeah, maybe, maybe give that a try next year. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, listen, I think that wraps <laughs> up our discussion here. Yeah. I don't know uh, how much more there is to say. I will say one last thing. I want to say one of the particular things I like about this film that we get in this part is uh, the return of the headmaster and Fozziewig. And I think this is the only, the only version of, uh, of a Christmas Carol where we get to see kind of Fozziewig or Fezziwig as you know, kind of present day, quote unquote, mm-hmm. when this is happening older, we see, yeah, Scrooge stops by the old folks home and has presents for his old headmaster and his, uh, his farmer, former boss. And that was nice to see. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, kind of Fozzie come back as a, the older gentleman. Right. Yeah. But overall, I, you know, I, 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 I you know, it's, it's a, it's an ageless tale The you know, the a Christmas Carol it's, very, you know, at this point in Western culture, it's sort of synonymous with, with the holiday of Christmas itself. And I think this is for me. You can't beat it. You can't beat the Muppets. This is the best. Mm-hmm. It's good for you, but not your favorite. Right. Okay, we'll take it. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna revisit it next year, and see how that has see how that feels. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but so that yeah, I think that that closes up our coverage of yep. a Muppet Christmas Carol. All right. Thanks yeah. everybody for listening. <laughs> yeah, well, I I, I want to go through and kind of I'll, I'll call out our guests by name. Thank thank all the folks. Yeah, thank the listeners, of course. Thank you for listening. Um, but in particular, thank uh, Tabitha and Jonathan Carlisle, Niall, Niall McGowan, Father David Mowry, Dave Palace. You know, filled in co-host uh, for that one show when 
when you were under the weather there, Brian. Uh, we oh, had yeah. Robert Black, Liz Whitaker for our bonus deleted song, Brett White, Luke Allen, closing it out with, with Abby Cox, giving us her, her great insight and knowledge on the, the costumes and clothing of Victorian England. Um, so thanks all the guests. Thanks again to our listeners. Thank you, Brian. This is, so this is closing out our first year of the, of the next scene podcast. It's mm-hmm. been fun. Yep. We made it That's one true. year down. Who knows how many more to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully many, hopefully many. Let's not get too crazy. Yeah. Yeah. This will be the, the, the first of many. And then we'll be back. We'll take, uh, you know, a, have a, ho- a, a an appropriately timed holiday break right you know put it in neutral recharge the batteries and be back next year absolutely does that sound good sounds good to me all right and so listeners we will see you on the next scene and so as tiny tim observed god bless us god bless us everyone the, the love, love we, we found, found. The love we found, we carry with us, so we're never quite alone.